I've always believed that a good teacher is a balance of conventional and non-conventional one. Pinapasulat tayo sa, sa Manila paper, exactly. pinapasulat <laughs> sa cartolina. <laughs> Hanggang mapulpul na yung kamay natin before, di ba? Good day, everyone. Welcome to episode number two for Nina Explains, where we share our teaching experiences, give our teaching advices, and provide you the teaching life that we have. In this episode, we are going to talk still on educational technology, but particularly on the use of conventional and non-conventional tools. So with me right now is isa sa mga tanyag na guro sa Holy Cross of Davao College. Let's say hi to our guest. Hello, Sir Felmark. So wadika, Sir Neil. It's so nice to ha- to be here in your podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for responding to our invitation, Sir Felmark. The pleasure is mine, fresh from Thailand. <laughs> okay, Sir Felmark, how are you doing today? I just attended one of the historic events in Davao City, so I'm so happy today. And I think... Um, I'm feeling fresh and feeling good. Uh, okay. So how about your disposition in teaching now, Sir Felmar? Teaching for me, I, I always have this love for teaching that wherever I go, ever face I am in my life, I think I'm always looking forward to have an opportunity to teach Sir Neil. So, isa ka di ba sir sa mga teachers before na from online, I mean from face-to-face na nag-online na. So, what are the changes that you're able to encounter ba sir? I'm true to that sir Neil. The shift to online learning or particularly distance learning. Kasi sir Neil, I was able, I'm a teacher that was able to experience various forms of learning modality. I was able to experience the use of modular approach and online learning as well as the, the regular class or the face-to-face classes. As to the transition from the regular class to distance learning, I think there are a lot of adjustments. So number one, is the use of technology. So, that eh, um, technology is always a key factor in the instruction, but it is now more important in distance learning. Because learning would not happen without the use of technology. So, this point, of course, you need to adjust yourself and equip yourself particularly with the use of modern technology like the use of Google applications, Zoom, and other matters, Sir Neil. So um, those are the major adjustments I think na nagawa ko for online learning. And from the modular approach, of course, um, you also need to equip yourself on the structure of writing instructional materials, the use of mo- how to draft and write modules, for instance. And of course, you also have to equip yourself on feedbacking that as much as possible, feedback would still be good, even though it's a distance learning. Kahit distance learning, kasi as much as possible, more likely, matututo lang ang 
ang bata sa iyo from the feedback especially if it's modular approach so dapat ang feedback mo sa module masulat mo talaga diyan lahat sir Neil so ma feedback mo talaga constructively as much as possible now and to the distance learning with the use of online learning modality diyan as a teacher you need to of course orient yourself with the use of modern technology i have to be honest at first it was really difficult on my end how to do recording like kasi first time ko na gumamit ng Zoom first time ko gumamit ng Google Meet at that time so kin kasi I think bata pa ako so I can easily adjust I can easily adjust so it's not really totally foreign to me because I'm living already in the modern age so hindi siya ganun ka foreign sa akin in terms of my adjustments sa online learning however ang napansin ko lang for the disadvantages of this um, online learning is digital divide and uh, a generation gap are very apparent so very observable talaga siya in terms of online learning kasi digital divide when you talk about digital divide this refers to the inequality in the access of digital device needed for online learning like tablets laptop cell mobile device sa online learning kasi it would be impossible for you to have high success rate of learning particularly in online learning kung wala itong mga device na ito and this, these devices entail cost Siyempre, as a teacher, it's okay on your end kasi provided kayo by the institution, um, you are subsidized, and of course, may salary ka na. How about the students? Kasi learning is a two-way process. So, alam nga naman, ikaw lang ang merong device na ganito. So, possible, as much as possible, dapat ang mga students meron din ganitong device. However, status quo would tell us na hindi ito yung nakikita natin. There are still students na not privileged enough to have this kind of device. So, at stake talaga ang uh, opportunity for the students to learn in the online learning. Kung walang ganitong, wala silang ganitong device or wala silang opportunity to pour, uh, to, to have this kind of device. Yes, exactly, Sir Felmark. No, it seems like the digital gap is really there all the time. Though the access of the internet is really a problem also. Might as well on the economic problem, the digital gap, that's actually rooted from the economic problem that we have. But of course, Sir Felmark, I think you were able to experience already the conventional way of learning and the non-conventional way of learning. Can could you share your experience about the disparities or even the changes of our setup from that conventional learning to the new non-conventional learning, sir? Of course, sir Neil. Um, the the entire dynamics talaga ang nag-change from conventional to the non-conventional learning. So conventional, um, more likely, ang mga um, instructional technologies na ginagamit natin are very traditional as well and conventional as well like the use of flashcards the use of printed maps the use of yung mga bitmax systems and the likes kasi now we are more likely into uh, the use of softwares uh, the use with the use of internet as well and the likes and as to the instruction as well so conventional kasi the conventional teaching more likely very teacher centered more likely si teacher talaga ang source of information learners are just passive listeners or passive receivers of information unlike today the learning is quite flexible it is no longer limited to the four corners of the room teachers are not just the mere source 
of information. So, more likely si teacher ngayon, facilitator na lang sila of the learning process. Kasi si students now are taking an active role in acquiring information, processing information, and of course, the role of teacher is with the various of information that the students might get from the external world, from the internet, and from other sources. Now, papa, ang role ni teacher dyan is to facilitate. Dyan papasok ang role ni teacher kung especially when there are disinformation na natatanggap ng mga students like unauthentic news, unreliable sources. So si teacher, as much as possible, should be there to guide the students. Kasi technology um, is it's not sufficient that technology should just be present inside the classroom. Dapat, as um, it is not enough that it is also necessary to have teachers who know how to use communications technology efficiently in the classroom because without enough adult guidance, students um, probably would misuse technology. Alam naman natin ang ano mga disadvantages ng the use of technology. Sa conventional approach kasi, ang advantage niyan is very controlled ng teacher. So, controlled siya masyado ng teacher ang process. So, with that, masyadong limited lang ang external factors that might affect the learning process. However, ang advantage niyan, limited lang. So, hindi ganok ma-disrupt ang mga bata, especially sa mga information na napukuha nila outside the classroom that might affect how they receive the information. However, ang disadvantage niyan is very limited ang information na makukuha ng bata from the teacher alone. So, sa conventional, sa conventional, very teacher-centered siya, passive lang ang learner. So, kung ano ang sinasabi ni teacher, yun na yun. Um, very, lim- very limited ang information na kukuha. But, ang beauty niyan is, kasi sa teacher lang nakukuha ang information, more likely, hindi madidisrupt ang bata ng mga other sources of information, like information that are not even reliable and information that are not even true. Now, for um, the, the non-conventional naman, ang beauty niyan is papasok ang critical thinking. Okay, papasok ang critical thinking and hindi naman lahat alam ni teacher eh. So, there are times talaga na um, whether we like it or not, ang mga students natin may alam sa topic na ito na hindi natin alam. So, the beauty of non-conventional teaching is that this, this information will be put into light and makukuha ng estudyante. Kasi kapag hindi alam niya ng teacher, so hindi din malalaman ng estudyante. Now, for the non-conventional approach in teaching, the beauty of it is the information is so bottomless. Okay, the students could have information na makukuha nila ng mga information from other sources aside from the teacher alone. And they also engage actively in acquiring information. So, hindi lang tumatanggap, simply tumatanggap lang sila, they discover on their own pa rin kung ano mga information na pwede nilang makuha o malearn pa from that particular topic. And ang role dapat ng teacher there is Of course, the role of um, scaffolding, the role of guidance, dapat hindi pa rin, as more knowledgeable others, dapat hindi pa rin mawawala. Kasi there, were, there are times talaga na mamisuse ang paggamit ng technology, ang mga bata naniniwala with proliferation of fake news, may mga bata naniniwala na this is true, this is authentic, especially when you teach history. 
there are historical narratives that are quite questionable. So as a teacher, you need to step in. Okay? Diyan ka papasok ka na as a processing sa information, sa mga mga impormasyon na nakukuha nila online. And of course, uh, we'll try to narrow it down. Tanina, we talk about the approaches, the conventional and the non-conventional approaches. And let's try to narrow it down to the digital tools. Kanina, you made mention of the textbooks, the globe, pictures, posters, flashcards, worksheets, blackboards, bulletin boards, dictionaries, manipulatives, science lab apparatus, models, dioramas, and other stuff alike. Sir, with these materials that we have, do you think this is still useful today when used in the classroom? I think, Sir Neil, the technologies used in the conventional approach still relevant. It's just that as of the moment, we are more likely into online learning. Pero um, there are policies naman, as you can see, we are now starting to revert back to normal. Especially, I think mag-adapt na tayo later on ng blended learning. So, I think kapag uh, papasok tayo sa new modality na naman, um, this conventional approach uh, these technologies using conventional teaching would not really be become obsolete. Kasi time would tell that these are technologies are really effective. So it, it, is, it was already time-tested. Kahit ilang taon na yan ginagamit and, and results would tell that effective siya. Natututo ang bata with the use of flashcards. Natututo ang bata with the use of printed maps, with the use of globes. Natututo sila what is latitude, what is longitude, how to do time uh, how to read time zones with the use of globe and with the use of printed maps so with that it's a concrete evidence na effective pa rin ang mga materials na ito so halimbawa kung sa blended learning pag face to face ka um you may use realia okay you may use realia you may use the old conventional teaching materials and kapag online na naman ang schedule in your distance le- um distance learning kayo ngayon then you may use online technologies. So there's no problem with that, especially if there are there would be technological lapses. For instance, mawala ang internet connection, magka-power shortage, for instance, or power interruption, then papasok si conventional approach. Hindi naman pwede na mag-stop ang learning process, ang, ang instruction, just because of the unforeseen event. Kaya nga, dapat prepare si teacher convention using conventional approach and as well as using the modern approach for teaching. Yes, especially sir no when the inavailability of the computers and the internet so we can really use this one. Ikaw ba sir personally were you able to use this one ba or if you were able to use it how were you able to use utilize it in terms of the preparation and the implementation and the evaluation of these conventional materials? Actually in my I was able to use this one um the conventional more likely nagagamit ko siya not in Holy Cross of Davao College kasi tertiary but more likely nagagamit ko siya dati when I was still in the basic education so I was able to teach economics okay I had an opportunity to teach economics a grade 9 so at that time I used the realia like I asked them to really experience the actual thing so Nagbebenta talaga sila, go through the process of simple economics para maintindihan nila ang basic concepts ng economics. And I think it's effective kasi mas naintindihan nila. Now, sa, sa, sa ano naman, sa senior high school, I also had an opportunity to teach researches. So, 
the use of textbooks like printed textbooks like samples of researches like printed materials gano nakikita nila nahahawakan nila what it looks like anong anong mukha ng form na ito and i think effective din naman effective din naman siya they were able to learn from that i think Yes, thank you for that, sir. So basically, the conventional tools that we have, these are still very useful. Doesn't mean that it's already very oldy, it will not be used anymore. But whether we like it or not, up until now, there are still these Gen Z learners that they prefer to have this conventional rather than non-conventional because it's more convenient to them. But this time, sir, we're going to talk about the non-conventional or the digital tools. I know for sure that you are so adept with computer, with slideshow presentation, even in your study ebooks you use it radios educational cds dvds audio tapes mobile phones and tablets and might as well interactive whiteboard so were you able to use it basur and if you were able to use it how were you able to integrate it in our classroom set actually sir neil now as to the non-conventional approach of course sir neil i had an opportunity to use various educational plat- platforms and softwares na ginagamit in distance learning. I had an opportunity to use uh, Microsoft, the Google applications, and Edmodo. And because I've been teaching for three years, uh, for I think four, for the four or five years now. So been to the various institutions na. So sa Holy Cross, sa Holy Cross particularly, I think uh, maximize ang paggamit natin ng mga Google applications. Of course, sa, sa quiz, I was able to use Google Form, okay? Which made the job easier for the teacher kasi ready, i-check na lang siya, mag, mag-read ka na lang score, particularly kapag objective type of test. And I was able also to use Google Document for research, particularly. I was also able to use Google Hangouts, okay? For virtual lessons and for, of course, taking online classes, I was able as well to use Google Meet when I do recording, synchronous and asynchronous particularly of my of the lessons of the day. I'm so happy talaga with these softwares kasi it made my job easier and flexible. Kasi ngayon, for halimbawa, ang paggamit ng Google Meet, like mag-record ka lang, then later on, i-post mo ang recorded session. So, kung same lang ang subject, same, halimbawa, same lang ang subject, may for classes ka, for sections ka, that subject. So you may do one recording. So that would be one hour. You could save, instead of having four hours straight lecture, you could have it one hour. Then you just record it and post it via your Google Classroom, for instance. Then the students can just watch it at their own convenient time. Isa din yan. Now, aside from that, the, the Google Forms, the beauty of Google Forms is that check na siya agad. So you just have to do recording immediately. Hindi ka na, hindi ka na unlike the conventional, uh, the printed um, test, test questionnaire. So ikaw pa talaga mag-check mismo. So dito sa Google Forms, uh, may scores na. So easy, you just have to record the score. Aside from that, the, adv- uh, the, the beauty of non-conventional technology is that mas maganda ang presentation. May mga aspects talaga na hindi ma-represent ng printed materials. Like sa map, kung basic map lang, hindi mo siya ma-manipulate, hindi mo siya ma-zoom, hindi mo siya ma-zoom in, ma-zoom out, hindi mo ma-highlight ang mga specific features. Like the use of, with the use of Google Earth, for instance, with the use of Google Earth, easier siya to track the location, to track the exact absolute location of the place. 
So easier din siya pag i-zoom in mo siya, makita ni mo, makita mo ang mga landmarks, ang landmarks ng lugar, makita mo talaga ang physical feature ng lugar. So I think isa yan sa mga advantage ng non-conventional technologies sir. Thank you for that, sir. So it's really safe to construe that when we talk about conventional tools, these are used in a traditional classroom. And for the non-conventional, these are tools that we used in modern classroom. So for you, sir, asan ka gusto if ever? Doon ka ba sa modern or doon ka ba sa traditional? Um, sir, Neil, it, I would, it would safe to say that I am a balanced teacher. Kasi kapag, if, you, if you are not a balanced teacher, you are not a flexible one. Sa mga, especially sa generation ngayon, you must be equipped with the conventional and the non-conventional um, technologies and even approaches in teaching. Kasi you know, you, can, you cannot tell what the future may bring. You might be assigned in far-flung areas. So if you will be assigned there, you will not be an effective teacher kung hindi ka prepared for the conventional one. So, as much as possible, if you are really into non-conventional teaching, it's high time for you to equip yourself with the conventional approaches as well. Kasi, you cannot tell saan ka ma-assigned, saan ka ma-assigned na school. So, alam nga naman, mamimili ka. Better na prepared ka kaysa, kaysa hindi ka prepared. So, at the end of the day, a good teacher, I always believe that a good teacher is a balance of conventional and non-conventional one. Okay, it's just that we're so blessed, Diba Sir, that we're able to really emerge to a very traditional classroom and a very modern classroom. That's the perks of our generation because we're in between. We are from the transition of this kind of very traditional classroom to the modernized classroom setup. Tama ba ako, Sir? Yes, Sir Neil. I, I actually ma-recall ko pa lahat na pinapasulat tayo sa, sa Manila paper, exactly. pinapasulat <laughs> sa cartoline. <laughs> Hanggang mapulpul na yung kamay natin before, di ba? But still, that's actually a good practice to have our fine motor skills developed. Thank you very much for that, Sir Felmark. It was really an insightful discussion with you. But would you mind giving a message to our future educators? Okay, to our future educators, I hope, I know that most of you are already um, generation, ano ba kayo, generation Z, whatever. So um, I hope that, I think most of you are really into non-conventional approach. But it doesn't mean that if you are in very millenn- millennial, I think it's so, it's also a call on your end to be prepared in a conventional manner as well. So again, always remember that a good teacher is a balance of conventional and non-conventional one. So that's all, Sir Neil. Yay, thank you very much for that, Sir Felmark. Thank you for sharing your expertise in this field. So that is our episode for this podcast. This is again, Neil Explains. We give you our experiences, teaching advices, and teaching life. Thank you very much and have a good day.